Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And I have an incredible human with me today, um, Javon, who you might have seen on the show Special Forces. He's a retired Navy SEAL. And I wanted to bring him on to the show because I thought his story was super inspiring. And if you guys haven't seen the show, obviously, you need to get up on it because it's an incredible show. But Javon, I'm going to pass you the mic and kind of give a little intro of yourself and we'll go from there. Well, awesome. Well, first, I want to say thank you for having me, uh, Danielle. Uh, can you say, how do you say your last name? Pa- Pachi? P- Pacey. It's Pachi in Italian, but Pacey. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Um, uh, hello, everyone that's going to be uh, taking a look at this. Well, hello, everyone, period, in just general. Okay. My name is Jovan Quarles. Just as Daniela just said, uh, I am a co-host on the Special Forces World's Toughest Test TV show that you can catch on Fox every Monday night. Uh, if you don't have Fox, you can get on Hulu. Hulu Live also plays on Monday night, but Hulu for Tuesday afternoon. And we have about one more uh, episode for this season, season two, that is going to be airing, which will be airing uh, next Monday, which is I think is the 26th or 27th, something like that. So um, I'm just happy to be here. I'm out in Washington, D.C. right now. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Spending time with my family. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. That's right. And I guess my first question for you would be what made you want to join this show? Like, obviously you're a retired Navy SEAL. You have the skills to be on the show, to be, you know, a mentor to these actors and actresses and what have you, but what kind of, what, what made you interested in jumping on the show? Oh, wow. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a good question, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I will say, honestly, uh, what made me want to be a part of the show was more so the fact that um, it was going to be an avenue for me to, to reach another level of my career, my new career, since mm-hmm. I'm retired. <clears throat> yep. And so I wanted to be in entertainment. Entertainment, I think, has always been something I wanted to get into. Is you know, It's like a childhood dream that I think we've always had, or some of us do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I retired, I created a fitness program called EliteSealFit.com. People can go there and, and get a workout program, a, a physique building body bodybuilding program that I created based off of my Navy SEAL career and my knowledge and my expertise and that stuff. So I was looking for a way that I can also impact lives outside of the military when I got out. The fitness program helped me create that idea. And it was something I was really excited for to do. Um, it was like a dream that I had. I woke up and just boom, it was there and we put it together. But then the show, because, uh, you know, it, to me, it's, it's, not, it's not just the show. It's not just mm-hmm. about the show per se, yeah. right? It's really about what the show can do as well, right? The show is yeah. awesome, right? I'm working with three other awesome military men. You know, SAS, he's been in the, he was in the SAS Special Forces for like 27 plus years, mm-hmm. now the SBS, and then as Marine Recon. Um, so those three guys are awesome, but uh, the show itself is like really showing people 
an idea of what it was like for us to go through the mental stress mm-hmm. and the physical stress of of a selection program to become a Navy SEAL, a SAS, a SBS, a Marine Recon. It was all that stuff combined that we've created this, this pipeline so people can get a taste of what it's like. And these celebrities who come for, for many different reasons, right? They're having a lot yeah. of different things going on in their life. Some of them, they're probably just trying to, you know, get their career back off, up and running again. Mm-hmm. Some have dealt with some personal stress, uh, trauma in their life that they're trying to push themselves past that and, and dig in a little deeper of who they are and what they're trying to create inside of themselves so they can peel back some layers of them themselves mm-hmm. and find that true power them in, in within. And, uh, and for me to be able to be a part of that journey for them, uh, is, is awesome, right? I really want to impact the world in, in a million plus ways, right? I really want to do that. I have a passion for that. So I really want to be out there and making a way that I can participate. Right. And giving back in a certain way. And I think the show helps me do that. And then with that, the show is also aiding me in getting to other things, speaking engagements, uh, writing a book, uh, interviews, podcasts like we're doing right now. So I can get my voice out there, get the story out there so people can understand the background, where I come from, you know, uh, the support group I've had in my life, the things that help me push past some of these, these traumas and things like that. Because so many people in life have gone through something. And they they don't believe they can make that that next step. So I like to be a, a voice for them and help them show show them that they can do the exact same thing. Well, I think that's really I think it's that's really powerful. And I mean, from the show aspect, I mean the way the way we see you and and the other you know the other military guys, it's like you guys are you know straight and narrow. This is it's like. There's no, there's no smile. There's all seriousness. This is, this is what you need to do. You got to do this. And like, there's no if, ends or buts. There's just like the attitude is just all mental. Mm -hmm. And, but can, can you be honest and say, you feel for these guys, right? Like you feel for what they have to deal with, or is it just like, we've been through this shit. So we, we, we know what to expect. So like, what is there kind of, I guess I'm trying to ask, is there a hu- humanity in that, if that's even a word, a hum- you know, a humanality type of thing? Like, do you feel for them? Uh, yes. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it was, you could say a little of both. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is because let's, let's start off of the experience, right? We've right. all gone through something on a level of much worse than that. Right. So we understand uh, what the challenge is supposed to be about and what you're going to have to go through. So do we feel a little sorry for them in, in certain aspects? No, not really, because we, we, we've been there. We've done it 10 times worse. Right. 10 X that. Right. Um, but we do because we understand where they're coming from. Right. Right. Like when we went through the program, we knew there was a long journey. We knew what was on the other side of that journey once we completed. We understood we had to go through the process of that idea of the journey and what that was going to create for us and the job that was going to come mm-hmm. for that. For the celebrities that come on the show, like I said, they're they're looking for that thing to really get them to the next step, right? Um, but they're not really completely prepared for it, right? Their world is a little different than this, right? Some of them may come with a mentality of thinking, yeah, this is going to be tough. 
It's going to be tough, right? But I may still be able to talk to my manager. I may still be able to talk to my family, do these little things here. So they don't fully understand that when you come into a military program, all of that stuff we take away from you. There's no talking to people in the evening. You can't call mom. You can't call your brother, your sister, your kids. Uh, it just, it's the exact same isolation that we have when we go on deployments. Right. We can't just up and call our family, friends, check on your kids, check on your spouses. You can't up and just do those things. So we make sure we take all of that from them. Mm-hmm. When the average person sees that taken from them, it's hard for them. It's hard for a lot of people. And it's a, it's a rude awakening. It's a shock, culture shock from what we've always had to expect and go through with that. And so there's pieces of that where you do feel sorry for them when you see them going through some of it, but you don't necessarily because you understood number one, they asked for this. It's true. <laughs> they signed up for it, right? Yeah. Signed up uh-huh. for this. Um, so we're going to give them every bit of us throughout the whole pipeline of that training. We're not going to slack off. We're not going to be a little light with them. We're going to give them every bit of this training to get them that understanding of this is what we have done. 10 X this, but to see them take this on because they're not prepared and their life has been such a different way. You know, I'm sure a lot of these celebrities, they've all struggled in their life at some Mm -hmm. point, but there's an aspect of their life where everyone sees that, you know, they've been also taken care to taken care of uh, catered to. Mm -hmm. And it's something now that they're taking, they're testing themselves to see if they can do without that cater side of them, you know, know, without the fans uh, wanting to take pictures and just loving them and all those things. And now they're going to see them with that, that layer peeled back, no makeup, no shave, you know, brushing your teeth out in the cold, you know, using the restroom out in the cold, cold water. Mm-hmm. You know, it's none, none of that. Everything's stripped away and we find out who they really are. We bring them down back to their very core um, that you, you kind of try to want to see what they're going to come out on the other side of that. Well, I think there's, there's always that one part of the show that I love is when you bring each individual star or celebrity um, where you guys feel that you can, I don't know if you can feel, feel like you can break them a little bit or like get to know them a little bit in like deeper level when you have that whole conversation with them and then you do a little bit of a questioning. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I really like that you guys did that because I, you see a whole different side of that person. And just like what you were saying, you see that celebrity or what have you, a whole completely different light with like all the cameras and glitz and glam where this really, you got to see who they really are. Yeah. That part of the show, right. That's the, yes. we call it the mirror room. Right. Yes. That's, yes. Yes. That's, yes. Mm-hmm. that's a good thing that you asked that, uh, that, that part of the show is a, is a two part piece, right? Like you just said, you know, yes. it could be one where we're trying to, uh, I, I heard someone say that we're like counselors once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, on a, I think on the show I heard that say that saying. Um, but we're trying to give them a chance mm-hmm. to introduce themselves to the world, to their culture, to their celebrity, their fan base. Some things that they probably don't know about them. Mm-hmm. But it's a vulnerable time for them to go on this interview and speak to that, and really let people know who they really are. And what kind of traumas some of them may have gone through. Because like we said before, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the celebrities, they've all come through something. They wasn't born wealthy in a rich family. Some of them had to like fight to get to that position. Mm-hmm. So people don't know that though all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? They just see the shiny, you know, shiny thing on the other end of it. And they're like, oh man, this person's been coddled to all their lives. But yep. well, that part, we try to give them a chance to speak and be vulnerable 
and let people know what they've gone, what they're going through, what they're holding in, what's bothering them, what affects them negatively. They're trying to get over. And then the other part of that, based off of the person's personality character, yeah, we might be in your ass real quick for a minute because maybe right. we're seeing something that you're not doing. You're not showing us something that we was looking for, we was hopeful for, or thinking that you would give us on the show as far as your energy level and you're slacking. You're not stepping up to the plate. You're not being a leader. You're not trying to get out there and be something. You're just hiding in the crowd. So we want to push you a little bit. So sometimes we may have to get in your ass and maybe in the form of a motivation piece, or we may have to have a deep down talk uh, discussion about that and just see what we can come out of, what can come out of that piece of speaking to you on. And sometimes, you know, they'll come up, they'll rise to that occasion. And other times they may not, but we're going to give them that chance and we're going to push them that way to see what happens with them. And uh, because that's what happens to us when we go through the pipeline, that's really what happens to us, you know, in our factor, in our position, in our careers, in our jobs, what we do, if we don't do it correctly, we don't live up to the expectations of the other brothers and sisters that you're working side by side. Mm -hmm. It's not that you just fail a test. You can either hurt someone else, hurt yourself or have someone else killed or get yourself killed. So these things and expectations are very high that you have to live up to. And that's what we want people to understand. This is what the military is. This is why the military is this hard. This is why special forces in any branch of service is meant to be as hard as it has to be. That's the why America's military is better than any other military in the world, because we hold such a high standard on our program, on our, our selection phase. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things we're trying to push and, and show these, these celebrities when they come through the pipeline. I mean, yeah. I think that's my, I honestly think that's one of my favorite parts of the show. And mm-hmm. now I kind of want to go to, you know, you being a retired, you know, Navy SEAL. And during that time of being a Navy SEAL, was there at any moment through your, you know, career in that where you wanted to VW? Oh, 100%. 100%. There's not a, there's not even a time where I can say that I didn't want to when I went through my program. My program is uh, in the SEAL teams. It's called BUDS. BUDS stands for Basic Underwater Demolition SEAL. Training. Um, that is that is six months long. And for me, coming from where I come from, growing up in DC, growing up in Washington, Washington, Washington DC, moving down to North Carolina, being raised by my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles who st- stood into my life to, to play that mother or dad role to me for me. Uh that program was extremely new. Everything mm-hmm. about it. Right. And no experience. I didn't go camping and all that kind of stuff where or where you see a lot of people who have that. I didn't go to school and water polo. So I wasn't as comfortable with the water and all those kind of things. So I wanted to VW a lot of the times uh, what we call this drop, ring the bell, you ring out, okay. you go ring the bell three times. So every every single day. And, and this is one thing about me that most people don't even know. Uh, I think I'm, I just recently put this out there so people can really understand as I'm been going through in my speaking mm. engagements is that. The first time I went through the program, I actually quit. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I quit. Uh, we got to a point per- portion in the training with what we call Hell Week. Mm. And it's the vulnerable piece, right? Hell Week yeah. starts on a Sunday night and it goes to Friday morning. And while you're in that section, uh, uh, there's very little sleep. There's nonstop. You're just going, right? The idea of the training is to put you in a position where you are beat down physically malnourished, very little water, and you're you're struggling mentally to feel like this is what you're supposed to do. This is what I'm here for. This is my dream. 
And then your body shuts down a little bit and your mind starts to trick you a little bit and play games with you and start to make yourself believe that maybe this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. But what happens most of the time when people face a challenge or a wall, a roadblock that comes up against them, they'll say to themselves, they'll try to convince themselves that that's the nature of it, man. Maybe, maybe this is a sign that I'm not supposed to do this because it's just so hard or something. Maybe I should just go do something else, which a lot of people can tend generally go out and do. And I think that's what happens to most people. They'll get out there and they'll say, well, this is too hard. Maybe this is me. Something says I need to go do something else. You know, God is telling me something. Right. And in general, it's really not. It's not that. It's just we we look for reasons to quit something or change the plan or go and do something else. So we'll try to justify an excuse that this isn't for me. Right. But when the reality is anything that's worth having or doing is meant to be hard. It's meant for you to challenge yourself. It's meant for you to go through a wall and, and push harder and, and then really see if it's really something that you can achieve. If it's worth having, then you're going to go through something to get. If it was easy to be a Navy SEAL, everybody could be a Navy SEAL, right? If it was easy to be a doctor, who wouldn't want to be a doctor where they can sit out there and help people and make a lot of money being doctors, right? That's why they get paid so much money because they have to go through a process and that process is hard. So the same thing in this pipeline for me, and, and the first time I, I think it was Tuesday mid or Tuesday around midnight or something like that, I found a weak point mm. and I questioned myself and I let that question doubt plant a seed in me mm. and I rung the bell. And the moment I did that, I knew I was wrong, knew I was wrong, knew I made a mistake, Right. But it put another fire. It planted another fire seed in me, right? I had a seed of weakness, mental weakness that jumped in and, it let, and I let that control me. And then as soon as that happened, I had a, that seed that was also planted at the same time, like, hell, no, you F this up. You're doing this again. You're but how did you, so how did you shift that though? Like, how did you shift your mindset like that? Like, honestly, it was, it was a personal vendetta that I had. Right. Because main, one of the main reasons I joined, wanted to be a part of the SEAL teams is I wanted to impress my grandmother. My grandmother was my primary, primary breadwinner for me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make her proud that her grandson was able to accomplish something that no one of us ever met before or seen before. Right. We've seen the Navy SEAL movies and things like that. Yep. So I, I had a, 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 a urge of self-doubt that hit me. Right. Mm-hmm. And not just self-doubt that I quit not only on myself, but I quit on her. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Because yeah. I, I wanted her, even though she even told me she didn't want me to do that because she knew how dangerous it, it, it was. But I had to do it. But I wanted her to be proud. So I really was thinking, I got to go back here. That see, because as soon as they took off and started walking away from me, my mind, not my mind, my body was totally fine. I was here. Right. Within, as soon as I rung out, it was like 20 seconds. Like what? Hmm. A, a 20 seconds of doubt is what I allowed to almost lose my dream, right? I almost risked my dream, 20 seconds of doubt. Because yeah. after that 20 seconds, boom, I was like, fine. It wasn't cold no more. I was fine. It was like, what? What did I do? And I got to go back here because I got to make grandma proud of me. And after that, I, I basically just fought, kicked, and did everything I could to get back as soon as possible. And luckily, uh, I, there was some wall roadblocks I had to get through first because uh, it's hard to get back there once you're done, once mm-hmm. you uh, voluntarily withdraw. So it was one of those things you just, if you want something bad enough, you got to push hard to go get it. So I pushed really hard to get back, got back in, 
started the whole process all over again, got back to the same point again, same exact thing coming out of midnight, getting some food, we was eating something, I forgot what it was, mm. but it's like a nourishing meal. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I came out of it and that same thing hit me again. And, uh, what I thought back then was to my grandmother, right? Well, everyone always talks about, you got to have a strong why. I was just, that's literally was, that's what was just in my head. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, keep going. Cause I was going to say, I'm, I'm assuming your grandmother was your why. She is, she was. And, and the strong why of that, right. was like, no, I'm here again. And you can see across in Coronado Island of San Diego, you can see the regular Navy ships. And again, people will just doubt themselves, justify the reason for quitting and say, well, I can just go over there and just do the regular Navy thing. Totally fine. No one can say I didn't try to do become a Navy SEAL. And you can see those ships, lights and everything again. I'm like, nope, that's not what I want. Grandma, I told grandma I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And, I'm, and I don't say that. I don't use my grandmother as a cliche type of saying, like some people do, right? Some people say, oh, I want to do this with my grandma, blah, 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 my mom, dad, kids, whatever. That was really a, a thing for me. She was really that thing for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, and, and I wanted my family to be proud. I wanted my family to be really proud of something I'm achieving, even with all the stuff I've probably done in my past. So I wanted them to know I can do this and I could be better. Mm-hmm. So uh, went through it and passed that point. Got past that point again. And even still, though, your mind is still playing tricks on you. Your mind is like a demon trying to fight you and say, no, just leave. Just stop. Do something else. Your body hurts. You think everything aches. And then Thursday came. Then I got pulled out. I got pulled out because my body really started to act up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, was doing med- medical checks. And during that time, the doctor had us all. We was all stripped down in our underwear. with shoulder to shoulder. He comes by, checks everybody, asks questions. Hey, are you? feeling this way. Are are you okay? And I said, well, my stomach is hurting for whatever reason. Don't know. Maybe I just need a little Pepto-Bismol. That's all I was thinking of. You give me something because I know we only have a few hours left because Friday morning is just a couple hours from now. I'm like, we're done. I'm about to graduate this. Just give me some Pepto-Bismol. So he's like, come over here. He sits me down on the table. He presses on my stomach and I had a lot of pain. He pressed on my stomach and and he was like, you're out. We're taking you to the hospital. I was like, out. Whoa, what do you mean out? Me, where am I going? I'm I only got a couple hours left, right? right. This is done. So I'm like fighting with this doctor to keep in, keep going. I can't find none of the instructors because I'm trying to let them know I did not quit. And this doctor is telling me I gotta go to the hospital, blah, blah. Couldn't find nobody's. Eventually I conceded and, and jumped in this ambulance and took me to a medical hospital across the street. And I'm in there, I'm on the phone. They got me hooked up to all these IVs. I'm trying to call back and talk to an instructor let them know that, hey, I did not get pulled out. I was looking for one of you guys. And uh, 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 I think it took me about 30 minutes. I finally got somebody on the phone. I mean, I was calling, hang up, call, back, hang up, call. I just kept going. Finally got somebody on the phone. And then it was an instructor. And he said, is this Quarles? And I said, yes, I did not quit. They pulled me out. I'm at the hospital right now. He said, you know what, Quarles, you're good. Don't worry about it. Get healthy and come back. He said that a weight was lifted off of me. Mm. I hung up the phone and passed out. I kid you not. It was that quick. Hung it up and I was gone. Woke up the next day, Friday morning. Um, uh, doctors had already said it. Because my, my, what it was, my kidneys were shutting down. They said I was getting oh, something. Wow. Abdo, whatever yeah, that uh-huh. mm-hmm. so My kidneys were shutting down and it wasn't, uh, it was not 
what I was trying to say, releasing the toxins your body has in it when you do your urine and all that stuff. It wasn't right. doing. So it was, it's about to quit on me. And they said, you could die from that if that happened. So that's why they pulled me out. And uh, I came back on the next day in a wheelchair because I couldn't walk. And everything about your body now is like imploded. It's like huge. Right. Your body is now in a rusting state. So now it wants to try to heal itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, my fingers, my arm, my face, my neck, my feet, my knees, everything swelled up to the next level. It was huge. Uh-huh. And I'm rolling into the barracks in a wheelchair trying to check on the guys. They had just got done around like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. I think I got back there around like 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was crazy to see what was going on. They were laying on the floor. You know, they were all shaking. They put all their bunk beds and mattresses on the floor because they don't want people. They have to st- we have to stay there over weekend because they got medical checks. Right. It's a very intense, extreme physical thing you're putting your body through. So you got to have doctors check you all night long throughout the, the weekend. So these guys were just hurt, you know, hurt, just sitting there, you know, just just going at it. And that, the same thing happened to them. Their body was starting to heal and it was just swelling up left and right. So it was uh, it was probably the, it, not probably it was the hardest thing physically and mentally I think I've ever been across. Um, and to to be able to have an opportunity to give the world a taste of this, like people that can see that. Now we're giving them, we're not giving them exactly what I went through as a SEAL or what right. they went through as a Marine Recon, SAS, SBS, but we're collateral, you know, collaboratively, co- collaboratively bringing everything in and making it something huge for these celebrities and the world to actually get a taste of what it's like and let them understand this is one reason why the military has to be so hard. We can't water down our military. We can't, uh, you know, to make our selection program softer, you know, or easier, let's say that. It, it has its purpose for a reason. And that's why. I mean, well, first, first of all, I, I really, I really want to honor you in your service, first of all, for our country and for going through what you've gone through. Because like you just said, it isn't easy, but pretty incredible what you what you have done. Um, and I guess my, as we're kind of rounding out, my last question for you is with all of, you know, the success that you've had thus far, when you, right. when you, when you look at your family, what is that? What is that ultimate legacy that you want to leave? Oh, uh, when I look at my family, the legacy I, I want to say uh, that I want to leave, is that uh, you can do it, you know, Um, that you can become, you can truly become, I'm a perfect example of it. You can truly become whatever that thing is that you're trying to achieve in your life. And for my kids, uh, my cousins, uh, um, you know, I want them because they're coming up after me now. Mm-hmm. especially my younger cousins and my kids, right? I want them to see that and be like, you know what? My dad or my cousin did this. I can do that. I want to be that leading light for my family, basically. I want to be that person out of my in my family who everyone else can look at and say, listen, if Jovan can do that and achieve what he's done, uh, that I can do these things as well. I can do whatever my goal is. 
And I mean, even I finished college and got a bachelor's degree. So I want everyone to see that. I want them to see that. They're just not just my family. I want the legacy of this to be to everyone that hears my voice when I'm speaking at an engagement somewhere, uh, when I'm on TV at an interview somewhere, on a podcast. I want the world to see this. I want to affect millions of people. So that's a piece of me that I want to leave as a legacy. So when my day is done on this earth, people will know that I impacted their life in some way. Many people will know I impacted their life in some way, in a positive way, hopefully. And especially for my kids, especially for my cousins, my bloodline, people will have that quarrels in them, right? I want them to see that and be and be proud. And, and then that way I can give back to my family as, as well, because I want to be able to do things more with my family. And this is definitely helping. The show has definitely helped me be able to put, in, put myself in a position where I can do those things um, because my family deserves it as well. And that's a huge piece of why I, I enjoy doing what I do because it's not about me, right? My why, even though my grandmother isn't here with me alive today, my why still just shifted to, I want my kids to be able to, I want my kids to be proud. I want my family, my extended family to be proud. I want my aunts who are the, the, the ladies of my life to be proud of me. I want my uncles who try to play the father figure to be proud of me. I want my cousins who are coming up after me and my cousins are the same age, a little bit older than me to be proud of me. So it's still about them. It's not about me because mm-hmm. if it's about you, you'll find a reason to escape and leave and think it's not about, it's not for you and quit and do something different. But if you have a, a fighting force to gr- to finish that thing, to take charge and, and, and win and complete it and go through the process, the challenge of that thing that's outside of yourself You'll keep pushing. You'll keep pushing because you have a bigger reason why you're doing it instead of just being selfish. And it's all about you, but it's about them. I, I like. I want to give that a moment because, I, like, I hope that everybody that's listening really took everything that you just shared because I, I know for myself, like, just this short conversation that we've had thus far, like, I feel changed from talking to you because I feel like what you shared in regards to what you dealt with and what you went through. I mean, it's nothing in comparison to my life experience, what I've done. And, and it it makes me feel like I can be a better person in this world. If I just do that one more thing, if I just step into my power even more. And what's a beautiful thing for you, what you've just shared is that not just the show, but, your life literally, like you stepped into your power and it's, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And I hope that you take those moments and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, all right, Javon, you accomplished this, you accomplished that. I, 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 I'm happy for you. Like what's, even though you're going to go to that next thing, but you're doing good. You're on the right path. I hope you do that. I don't know if you do. Do you, do you take those moments? You know, I, I try to to reflect on these things that I've done and and tell myself that I am on that plate, on that on going doing the right thing. And I sometimes ask God to please give me a sign that I'm doing the right thing. And then, to be honest with you, signs happens that comes my way, and I'm like, this just seems like too much of a coincidence to be that. So it must be right, must be good. I'm sh- I'm probably going on the right way. Mm-hmm. So I I do I do, but I I can always do more of that, right? Because we can always be better. I could do more of that, but the way you just put that to me, I'm like, yeah, I need to do more of that. That self-talk, because self-talk is huge for people to do, but we don't do it enough. And we don't do it enough in a positive way anyway. We question ourselves when we do more of our self-talk. So self-talk in a positive light is huge 
And I definitely was doing that while I was active duty, 100%. I fell out of that since I've been out the past couple of years, but I definitely need to do more of it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. And listen, I, I feel like I could talk to you all day. I, I really, this has been such an honor for me to just sit with you and chat. And I know my listeners are going to want to reach out to you, want to connect with you. So share all the ways they can connect with you because I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, awesome. Hey, well, you know, I, I, and what I am catching as I've been in this celebrity light now, because I'm starting to get this and people are telling me I need to own that. I'm like, ah, it's just own it. Own it. <laughs> me, right? But I tell people all the time because people follow me on my Instagram mm-hmm. and my Instagram is my first and last name. But so is Jovan P. Quarles because P stands for my middle initial. So my I, my son has my same name, but he doesn't have the P. So that's why I got to change my that. Instagram. So mine is Jovan P. Quarles, uh, two O's in the spelling because people put A in there. They can find me on Instagram there. Follow me there. Send me a DM, right? I honestly do reach out and respond to the people who have reached out to me on my social media. Uh, they can look me up on Facebook. Same thing. Jovan P. Quarles. Uh, my TikTok is the same. I try to keep everything the same. And then I also have a fitness program in IG called Elite Seal Fit. You can find me through that as well. Everything is a tie together, elite seal fit on Instagram. But Instagram is probably the biggest and easiest way to find me. That's what I would say. Perfect. Guys, if you love this episode, please, you know, tag us on social media. We'll show you back some love. But Javon, truly, it's been an honor and a privilege to just talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me, girl. (laughs) Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm, that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bellamel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.